Today is Thursday. It's the 23rd of January, 2020. So this year, we hold the sixth Metta Meditation Retreat at the Chamyemyain Meditation Center. And in this Metta Meditation Retreat at the Chamyemyain Meditation Center, we have altogether 37 foreign meditators. Before, when we started, we started with 30 meditators, and in the recent years we had more than 30 meditators. This year it's 37, so that's the most we ever had in this Metta retreat. So the more people, meditators, cultivate metta, loving-kindness, the more this world will become a peaceful, calm place. This world, uh, every year, it is becoming a, a hotter place. Um, the world is burning every year um, more and more. And also, different kind of diseases, they are increasing, getting more. And also, natural disasters are becoming more, more frequent. And also, there is more and more enmity between countries, more and more conflicts carried out with weapons. And also, the lifespan is getting shorter. And also, 
difficult for me to understand. And also, the output of carbon dioxide is getting more and more, and this uh, adds to the warming up of this earth, of this planet, of the climate. This is what the scientists say, and this is not wrong, but the, the main reason uh, is a different one. Actually, the, the basic reason for this is that people or living beings do not engage in the cultivation of the Brahma Viharas, the four divine abates, abodes, and also the Kilesas, the defilements, are getting stronger. They are getting more. That's why this world is heating up, is burning more and more, and more, uh, more dangers are one, one encounters more dangers. And also more and more diseases appear, and the lifespan of beings is getting shorter. If uh, beings would engage in the cultivation of metta or in the cultivation of the four Brahma-viharas, the divine abodes, then these dangers would uh, get reduced, they would become less. If one would engage in the cultivation of metta, loving-kindness, then one's heart and mind would become calm and peaceful, and also this would um, make the body calm and peaceful, meaning be free from diseases, be free from stress and dangers. So in whatever way we look at this, the cultivation, the development of metta, loving-kindness, 
is something very good. So for example, if one suffers from stress, mental stress, or if one is not able to sleep uh, very well at night, so if one engages in the cultivation of loving-kindness, then this stress or sleepless nights, that would disappear. Sayadaw wants to mention something that uh, Usila Nanda has said. This Sayadaw Usila Nanda, he was one of the first uh, person to spread the Dhamma. Um, in the West. And being one of the first persons to spread the Dhamma in the West, he encountered quite a bit of obstacles and difficulties. Um, encountering difficulties in regard to food, getting food, or uh, in regard to a place to stay. He said that he had to stay in a small room in a hotel. So one person, one man, was writing about this Sayadaw, and this article appeared in a newspaper. And the reason for this article, um, sorry. Sorry, misunderstandings. So, Sayadaw wrote this article and he wrote about this man who could not sleep. And so this man tried different things to overcome his sleeplessness, but uh, nothing of the, no, none of the ways or medications did work. 
whatever medicine, tablets he was taking, it didn't help this man to overcome his sleeplessness. And uh, after some time, because of his sleeplessness, he had no longer appetite, he did no longer, could no longer eat, eat well, and on account of that, he got, he lost weight, he got very thin. And so he was desperate to find a way to overcome his sleepiness. And so in this article in the newspaper, um, there was this call for whoever could help him to overcome the sleepiness. He would be very grateful for that. So it turns out the man wrote that article in the newspaper and Sayato Usilananda was reading this article and then Sayato Usilananda responded through the newspaper saying, I uh, could help you, this man. And so he put his name, his telephone number, the hotel and room number into the newspaper. So then on the next day, it was knocking on the door of Sayad Usilananda. He opened and this man, there was a man saying, are you the person who can help me overcome the sleepiness? And Sayadaw said, yes, I can help you. To overcome the sleeplessness, not sleepiness. Um, so then he called the man into his room, had him sit down, and then he explained him how to develop metta. And he explained him how to develop metta in the same way as this has explained you. And the way Sayado has explained you how to cultivate loving kindness, this is based on the Visuddhimagga, a commentary to the scriptures. Uh, 
societal Usilananda then urged this man to develop metta, to cultivate loving kindness. He told him that, especially at night, when going to bed, he should cultivate metta, develop loving kindness, and he should be careful not to think about anything else, not to get lost in his thoughts, but simply cultivate loving kindness and in this way then fall asleep. <coughs> and after about two weeks, it was somebody again knocked on the door of Sayada Usilananda. And then this man, it was this man again, he came and he said, thank you so much. Now I have overcome my sleeplessness. Now I can sleep at night. And he, the man further said that I will continue to cultivate metta. I will live with loving kindness. So in this way we can regard metta as a way to overcome sleeplessness, to overcome or to have a good night's in or a means to have a good night's sleep. And Saito wants also to mention an experience uh, that was related to him by a meditator. Uh, this happened about seven years ago. Sayadaw was conducting a Vipassana meditation retreat in China. And at that time, he held about two or three retreats each year. And in 2017, he went again to China, to the town of Tappin, uh, to hold a Vipassana meditation retreat. And this town, Tappin, is close to the Korean border. So from 
there, um, there's a river, and across the river uh, is Korea. In that retreat, there were about 60, a little bit more than 60 meditators. On the third day of that retreat, the manager of that retreat came to Sayadaw and said that one of the yogis was not well, one of the yogis was, was sick, and the manager asked what they should do with that sick yogi. So Sayadaw replied, if that meditator is so sick that he or she cannot meditate, then he or she should return, should go back home. So then the manager went to that meditator and told him or her that uh, she, he should go back home, but then the meditator said that she, he didn't want to go back home and asked, asked if she could stay on. So then that meditator, a woman, uh, went to Sayadaw. And um, Sayadaw said, well, if you don't feel well, if you are sick and are not able to practice meditation, then you should go home, take rest. And when you feel well enough, then you can come back here and practice. And she said that she had come from far away to attend this retreat. So she asked, please, or said, please do not send me back home. So then Sayadaw asked her, what is wrong? Like, what are you suffering from? What's your disease? And she said, whenever I see a person, I am afraid, I am frightened. And she said that at night she could not sleep. And because uh, she could not sleep all night, then in the morning, breakfast time and lunch time, uh, there was no appetite.
and she said that the previous night she was vomiting blood. And Sayadaw wanted to know why she was frightened, why she was afraid. And she said that um, they, have a, they have a business and she and her husband then one day went to some brokers. But then, for some reason, the brokers and their and her husband, they got into a dispute. They were quarreling. So in this dispute, in this quarrel. Um, the broker then got, took out a knife and stabbed her husband, and her husband died then and there on that spot. So this woman saw her husband dying there, blood all over his body, and since then she had this fear. And she also was afraid that she would be killed. So she was always afraid that somebody might kill her. But um, she asked for forgiveness, and so the the broker uh, did not kill her. And so since then, um, she, is, she was very frightened of people. And also at night, she did not dare, dare to stay alone. She, then she also could not sleep. And because she could not sleep at night, then she had no appetite. She did not eat, and so she became very thin. So, getting uh, thin and also weak, and it, she all also her mind started to change and. She was about uh, to become mad or go insane. And 
So in that state, one of her friends told her, you know, if you continue like this, you are going to die. You have to do something. And this friend told her that a Burmese Sayado meditation teacher uh, was uh, going to teach a meditation retreat. And so her friend told her that she should go and attend this meditation retreat. And that's why she came from far away to attend this retreat. So, in this way, she was uh, at this retreat, but she could not really practice very well because she said that uh, all these pictures, these images, uh, came up in her mind, seeing the dispute between her husband and the broker and how her husband was killed and the blood and so on. So that that came up in her mind. And as she was sitting in the meditation hall, um, seeing the monk there, she was afraid that this monk was going to kill her. So then Sayadaw uh, said to her, in this case, you should not practice vipassana meditation, but you should practice metta meditation. So Sayadaw then told her how to practice metta meditation and he instructed her to first of all cultivate metta for herself and after that she should cultivate metta for all the people in the meditation hall. In this way, in the meditation hall, in a sitting meditation, she would first of all cultivate loving-kindness for herself for half an hour, and after that cultivate metta for all the meditators in the meditation hall for half an hour. Then the following day, when she came for an interview to Sayadaw, she said that she was able to cultivate metta for herself, and she was also able to develop metta for the other yogis. Now, 
And in the evening, she was falling asleep while practicing metta. She was sleeping very well, so that the next morning she did not even hear the wake-up bell. So Sayadaw then said that she should continue to cultivate metta in this way, and he instructed her to cultivate loving-kindness for all living beings in the walking meditation. After three days of practicing metta meditation, she could sleep very well at night and she was also no longer afraid of other meditators, other people. And then on the fourth day, Sayadaw instructed her to practice vipassana meditation. Then at the end of this retreat, she, her um, face, physical appearance, had completely changed. The face became very clear. And for the clothing ceremony, she was wearing white clothes. Then the following year, when Sayada went again to teach a retreat there, she uh, came to the airport to welcome Sayada. And she uh, welcomed Saido at the airport as a nun. And so Saido asked her when she ordained as a nun. And she said uh, since last year that she had been a nun the whole, throughout the whole year. And Saito asked her, so will you stay a nun for the rest of your life? And she said, yes, I will stay a nun for the rest of my life. And she said and said that in that meditation center, she is helping in the office. She is there as a volunteer. So she said that she was very grateful to Sayadaw and said a big thank you because she said that uh, Sayadaw had changed her life completely. Uh, 
So she, she stressed it and repeated again that it was really due to Sayadaw's instructions that her life had completely changed. So this is why uh, metta, loving-kindness, should be practiced by cultivating loving-kindness. One can experience um, peace of mind and also ease in the body. And depending on the strength and power of one's own metta, then also other people, other living beings in the surroundings will benefit from that and also feel calm and peaceful. So, The, um, a person who practices metta or who is manifesting loving-kindness can be compared to a big tree who produces a lot of shade. So, under this big tree in the shade, whoever is going into the shade of this um, tree, whatever person or living being goes there, will experience the freshness or the coolness of that shady tree. And likewise, when the metta of a person is powerful and strong, so that in these other beings, other persons in the surrounding of this, let's say, metta person, um, will feel that metta and feel calm and peaceful. So what is needed is that we cultivate strong and powerful metta or loving-kindness in ourselves. In this way, we ourselves will feel calm and peaceful, but also the people uh, surrounding us or the people we associate with will feel calm and peaceful and other beings in the surroundings will also feel calm and peaceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Now Sayadaw wants to mention something else, how metta, living metta, manifesting metta, can help to overcome uh, dangers or obstacles, or how it can help one to be free, to become free from suffering. So Sayata will um, exp- or will will tell the example of the King Vesantara, who one of the Vesantara who was of the the previous the 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 bodhis, at the time of the Bodhisattva, like the Buddha-to-be, at the time uh, when the Buddha-to-be was King Vesantara. Now I got it. <laughs> so King Vesantara, he was the Bodhisattva, like the previous uh, existence of the Buddha-to-be, and King Vesantara had a lot of metta, karuna, loving-kindness, and compassion, and uh, other wholesome qualities. Um, it was said that King Vesantara, right after he had been born, he could speak, and what he was saying was, please give me something so then I can offer it. And then, later on, when he became the king, um, there appeared a white elephant, which um, is supposed to be very powerful and uh, auspicious, an auspicious uh, sign. So to have a white elephant in one's kingdom is very auspicious. It is said that it will produce um, regular rain, so for the farmers that they can cultivate their fields. So for the farmers, this is very good uh, to to plant the crops. And the crops uh, are also uh, very plentiful. And uh, the business people, they also did very good business. However, in the neighboring kingdom, Kalinka, they had no rain. Uh, 
And because they had no rain, they, the farmers, they could not plant, um, plant things. They had no crops. So uh, not having uh, food, they experienced a lot of suffering. So the king of Kalinka, he called his ministers and discussed with them what they could do to have rain. And the ministers then advised the king, saying that they should go and ask for the white elephant in the neighboring kingdom, ask King Visantara to give them uh, his white elephant. And with that, that uh, they would have rain, and so their suffering would be relieved. So then eight ministers went to King Vesantara and asked him to donate them the white elephant. And um, King Vesantara then gave them the white elephant, although the people in the country were not Uh, he did not discuss it with his people in his country. King Vesantra decided for himself to give them the white elephant. And when the people realized that their king had given away the white elephant, they were not happy. They were not, they didn't want it to give away. So they went to the streets and they demonstrated. So they, so they demonstrated and shouting, King Visantara, you should leave the country. King Visantara, you should leave the country. So King Visantara didn't want to create further trouble, uh, get into danger, so he simply uh, left the country. He left the country and he went to a mountain called Vingaba. And King Vesantara took with him his wife, Madi, and also his two children, a boy and a girl. 
So then King Vesantara uh, practiced metta meditation and he also uh, told his wife Madi and his two children to also cultivate loving kindness. So on account of their metta meditation practice, they themselves um, were, uh, became happy and peaceful and they were free from dangers. And on account of their metta, also all the animals living on that Vinkapa mountain, they also um, became happy and peaceful and they were also free from dangers. So, in an area, a radius of uh, 30 yusanas, um, all the animals and living beings uh, were free from any danger. So that amounts to about uh, 18 miles. So in an area with a radius of 18 miles, all the living beings were happy and peaceful. They were all free from dangers. So on account of a person's strong and powerful metta, loving kindness, other living beings in one's surrounding or in the surrounding of that person uh, can also experience happiness and peace. They can also be free from dangers. So, um, in the same way, when you uh, meditators cultivate metta and when it becomes so strong and powerful, then you yourself will experience happiness and peace and also living beings, other people in, the surround, in your surroundings will experience happiness and peace. And all the people, all the beings in your village or all the beings in the town you live or all the beings in the country you live, they will become happy and peaceful. So therefore, please diligently and heartfully 
cultivate loving kindness so for the benefit of yourself and the benefit of other beings to become happy and peaceful. By now you understand how to cultivate metta. And now Sayadaw will explain uh, how to continue your metta meditation practice changing the person. Yesterday, Sayadaw instructed you to first of all cultivate metta for yourself for half an hour and after that to change to a teacher or a respected person and then develop metta for that respected person for half an hour. This morning in the interviews, uh, most of the meditators uh, reported that uh, they were able to cultivate metta. Some meditators reported that their concentration based on the metta practice was not good, not developed, that they still had many thoughts, wandering mind. This is because uh, it's only uh, one day of, of practice, so it's not yet very long, but if one continues with the practice, then uh, this will improve. So now the instruction is that you still continue with cultivating metta for yourself first, but then when you change to the respected person, then you can choose a second benefactor, a second teacher or a second person you respect. And Sayadaw is talking of a respected person, teacher. This could also be one's father or mother.
So one's mother and father can also be one's respected person because they have given us a lot, taught us a lot. So we have a lot of gratitude for our mother and father, for whatever they have given us, taught us in our life. So in the place of a respected person, one can uh, choose one's mother or father, but one's mother and father should still be alive. And uh, female meditators should choose their mother and male meditators should choose their father. And so when we start or when we change to cultivate metta towards one's mother or one's father, then first of all, one can reflect a little bit on, on the qualities uh, of one's mother or father, um, what they have given us, uh, what we are grateful for. So one's mother and father are uh, benefactors. So since the time of our conception, um, one's mother and then when we have been born, one's father, they have taken care of us, uh, looked after us. So in this way, they are really our benefactors. So reflecting on all these qualities, uh, reflecting on the gratitude that we have towards our mother or father, then we cultivate metta, either for one's mother, may my mother be well, happy and peaceful, or for the father, may my father be well, happy and peaceful. So when you cultivate metta with the phrase may my mother be well, happy and peaceful, may she be well, happy and peaceful, after some time 
the repetition of the same wish, of the same words, um, may become a bit boring or it may become automatic and you lose interest. So then, at that time, it is possible to change the words, to change the sentence. So instead of saying, wishing, may my mother be well, happy and peaceful, you could say, may my mother be free from dangers, or may my mother um, uh, have great ease in her life. What is important is the fact that we try to cultivate metta without the break, um, uninterruptedly, and that we uh, strengthen um, this quality of metta, that it becomes stronger. So now, in a sitting meditation, for the first half an hour, you should cultivate metta for yourself, and then in the second half an hour, cultivate metta for a second um, benefactor, teacher, or could also be uh, your father or your mother. And likewise, in the walking meditation, half an hour metta for yourself, and then half an hour metta for the second benefactor, teacher, or parent. And then during the general activities, uh, during that time, cultivate loving-kindness for all living beings. So, may all of you, by the cultivation of loving-kindness, uh, become calm and peaceful, virtuous people, so that you yourself may feel uh, happy and peaceful, and that other living beings also feel happy and peaceful. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu.